All right. Now we're live. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's episode of the Frisco Report with my co-host, Cowboys Corner. What's going on, Mike? What's up, Joe? How are you, sir? I love it, man. I love it. We are in the dead zone of the offseason, but we're going to navigate these treacherous waters with ease. We got a lot of good topics to to get us through this. We'll be doing a lot of the you know, pre-camp reviews, position battles to watch out for. And then, uh, you know, and then by the time you know it, the training camp will be here. So I'm pumped about that. Shout out to everybody in the chat box, everybody that's watching this on the replay. Pound that like button, baby. Good to see everybody in the chat box. See everybody out here. In effect. In effect, baby. In effect. Here we go. Soup Trap, what is up, Brofius? Mike, tonight's topic is... The top five off-season moves for the Cowboys in our humblest of opinions, Mike. So uh, before we get going, is there anything that you want to start off with before we get going here? Well, I just want to say, and maybe I haven't been keeping up with it, but I just want to say shout out to Skywalker Steel. All right. The, the guy, the guy's the guy's coming up. Great guy. Great content, guys. If you don't want five-second clips of training camp. If you don't want uh, the BS of YouTuber shenanigans, guys, go follow Skywalker Steel. Go follow Joe Rod. Joe Rod, Skywalker Steel are the only two guys I really watch, if I'm keeping it 100, uh, when it comes to Cowboys content. So I want to start the show off with big shout-out to Joe Rod and big shout-out shout out to Skywalker Steel. Yeah, that's a great shout-out, Skywalker Great guy, great guy. I, I love his channel. I like I like the work he does. Very humble as well. So he, he's a lot of fun to work with. Um, but yeah, man, lots to get into here. I guess what we can we can actually start with this here from Ruben. I don't like all this trade gallop. Let's keep him. Yeah, let's, that's a good little topic. We'll go a little bit off off the road here and uh, hit this topic up because it is something that is kind of <laughs> you kind of see it out there, Mike. What is your thoughts on all this trade, Michael Gallup talk? It's it's nonsense to me, dude, because they'll be on the bandwagon of Michael Gallup, and then they get the sniffles of trading him, and some people are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's trade him. And I'm like, what are you doing? You need – Amari Cooper works because of Michael Gallup. Amari Cooper uh, – Michael Gallup works because of Amari Cooper. C.D. Lamb works because of both those guys. You need a three-headed wide receiver core, Joe, that Kellen Moore can work with, that you can mix things up. Michael Gallup. He's, he's primarily outside. You can mix it up with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, switch it out in the slots. It's very important. Michael Gallup's on this team, and it's very important that Dallas Cowboys try to pay him going into the next season. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I think all this chatter or whatever you want to call it is just, you know, people getting bored with, you know, the dead zone period, which is 
you know, the end of June through most of July. We call it the dead zone around here. Um, and that, that to me, that's what it is. They're not going to trade him. It, it makes no sense to trade him. You know, um, you need him because you and I were talking about this offline, Mike, about, you know, um, Amari Cooper has these little ding-ups, these little nagging injuries here and there. You know, he'll, he'll miss a game here or he won't be 100% in the game and it kind of shows up with the stat board, the stat sheet, you know? So, uh, yeah. you, you know, if you didn't have Amari Cooper at some point, hypothetically, you would have, you know, Gallup and, uh, CD lamb. And then you get, and then you're going to have to figure out what you do in the slot, which, which I think is another interesting conversation. I think the wide receiver conversation is going to be really, uh, interesting as the season progresses as we get into the offseason, we did draft Simi for Hoko. It's a fifth-round guy. I'm not anointing him by any means, but he'll be in the mix. But I would expect the Cowboys, depending what they do, whether they keep Gallup, which you know probably it's probably gonna, he's probably going to price out of out of their what they want to do, Mike. So oh, I think you're going to get some interesting conversation here. But then you also have what happens if Amari Cooper, you know, is you know injured or whatever and doesn't have a good season do you kind of think about well let's keep Gallup let's get rid of Amar let's let, let's cut ties there that's another discussion there because I think um I think next season it becomes a little bit more of a contract that you can absorb for Amari Cooper so it's going to be interesting around here and then you have you know the Cowboys taking a look at Tony Pollard in the slot position all right which I think is low-key very interesting because if you do move on from somebody, you know, it's probably Gallup, right? If you do move on from him because you can't afford him, could you then look at Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and then Tony Pollard as your slot receiver? So I think it's going to be interesting around here next offseason. But we'll see how the season turns out. But that, that's a great topic there. Ruben, appreciate you very much there. Shout out to everybody that's joining us here live. Shout out to everybody there. Ted, appreciate you, bro. Big country in the house. Keep him and get the comp pick. Yeah. I think you will get a good comp pick because he he will. If, if the Cowboys are going to be successful this season, which I think a lot of us are hoping and believing, that means Gallup's numbers are going to be good. He's probably going to get a, you know, a top-tier contract, and that's going to give us the opportunity to possibly get a third-round comp pick if he gets in that upper echelon of contracts, which – which could happen because, you know, uh, Kenny Galladay, right, from Detroit. I think Gallup is better than Galladay, right? And Kenny yeah. Galladay left Detroit, went to the, the Giants. He's not going to do anything there. <laughs> Daniel Jones throwing interceptions and fumbling and bumbling the ball. But my point is they're expected to get a third-round comp pick for Kenny Galladay's departure because of that contract. I think Michael Gallup can have that. He can have that, Mike. That that sizable contract. Oh, for sure. I, you know, if if Dak Prescott hit him in stride more times than he missed, I mean, Michael Gallup would would be. I'm I'm sure teams would be calling and get ready to give up a second round pick for a first round pick because the stats are there just to justify the deep balls there just to justify his end zone get up and grab the ball is justified. I mean, Mike. Mike McCarthy said it last year, Joe. Michael Gallup's a number one wide receiver, and I really truly believe that. Yeah, he he's gonna he's gonna be somebody um, for another team probably. Um, but Mike, let's get into our top. 
five off-season moves for the Cowboys on the 2021 season. Uh, we're going to go from five to one. Okay, so these are in our in order. We're going to go with the number five, and we're going to work our way to the number one off-season move in our humblest opinion. So, Mike, go ahead and kickstart this off. Who is your number? What is your number five off-season move for the Cowboys? Yeah, the not the number five. The number five, Joe, is signing special teamer C.J. Goodwin back to this football team. Um, I like the way they utilized them uh, last year with Bones Fossil. I I want to see that continuity continue in year two with with Bones Fossil on, the, on as the special teams coordinator. Uh, I like C.J. Goodwin's tackling on special teams. I like the leadership he brings to special teams. We don't our special our field goal kicker, our punter. And our snapper, it's all new. The only thing that's consistent, Joe, is C.J. Goodwin, all right? This is the first time in many years where all three have been turned over. And C.J. Goodwin is the constant that we need on the special teams, and they brought him back, and that's a big difference maker right there. I like that number five right there, right out the gate, Mike. You know, I, I love that because C.J. Goodwin um, is not in my top five, but I think – that's a really good one to have in the list here because you you hit on all the points there. So, you know, special teams, Mike McCarthy has made it a point to improve that. I think when he came in here, that was one of his lists to like, hey, we got to fix this shit right here. <laughs> this crap here sucks real bad. So, you know, you talk about winning in all phases of the game. That includes special teams. You got to you gotta have it. You got to put him, uh, pin him back, you know, and uh, you got to have uh, capable tacklers out there that are they're not going to shy away from it. And uh, I think, you know, I think that uh, that unit is on the up. And C.J. Goodwin is is, is one of those guys. I, I think he's probably your uh, your ace there on special teams, you know. 100%. Good one there, guys. That's a good one. <laughs> Indeed. My number five is going to be the Brent Urban uh, signing. Brent Urban came, came from Chicago, as you know. Um, they're looking at him as an inside type of player. Um, but he can also give you some flex at defensive end. So he's he's one of these guys that uh, the Cowboys like here, no matter who the coordinator is here. They like flexibility all over this place, right? It's kind of what the Cowboys are. And um, I think Brent Urban, especially with that uh, that run-stopping D um, rating, you know, for PFF, if, you know, if, if anybody's down with PFF, I know some people aren't. But, you know, you look at that, that run-stop rating, and uh, it's something the Cowboys need, you know, and, and, and Mike McCarthy, he's big into this analytics, this sorts of thing. So I'm not really surprised by the Brent Urban signing, but I think he's going to be a somebody the Cowboys are going to really be surprised as far as like getting the upgrade, keeping your linebackers clean, you know, not getting blown up at the second level. I think he'll be a, a big part of that and uh, getting penetration to the backfield as well. So I like the Brent Urban signing. That's my number five, Mike. Yeah, great call out there on Brent Urban. I, I don't have him in my top five, uh, but I like his physicality. I like his character. Uh, he's a real funny guy, almost like an Anton Woods, but a better player, all right? And uh, great. That's a great – I like that. Yes, sir. What's your number four on your list here, Mike? The signing of Neil, all right? The linebacker slash safety. I like the versatility. Um, I like how they drafted Micah Parsons. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they they got Jabril Cox. 
Keanu Neal. They're trying to revamp this linebacker core that was really suspect last year, Joe. Let's call a spade a spade. That whole linebacker core did not look good at all. I like how they brought in Neal here and the versatility there because safety is still a question mark. If we need to pop Neal back into the back, we can. If we need him playing up front in the box, he can do that too. So uh, the, the Neal signing to me is, is something that this defense needed. He's familiar with Dan Quinn. Um, and he could be a, a leader and, and teach some of the terminology that Dan Quinn's going to use with these guys that are not familiar with it. Yeah, that, that's the key to it here. And uh, we are we are right eye to eye here, same page. My number four is also Ken O'Neill. So let's go ahead and keep on discussing this edition, guys. Let's know what you guys think about the Keanu O'Neill signing. But Mike, yeah, I, I love this this signing. It is another one year deal. You know, the Cowboys they protect themselves. You know, this is the types of deals that the Cowboys are going to keep on doing. You know what I mean? Next, next offseason, another big ticket guy will be out there. Maybe Von Miller, somebody somebody of this will be out there. But they won't get him. They, they go for these types of guys, one-year deals, and they supplement it with, with their draft picks. You know, so uh, – but you you hit it right on the head, man. When you talk about, the you know, what, what Dan Quinn likes and the verbiage, this sort of thing, I think you hit it right on the head there. And for me, you're getting an upgrade there at the linebacker position, and he gives you a little bit of that flex, you know, as a, a safety, right? So he's being – they kind of use him the same way, to be honest, in Atlanta. Safety, but they moved him closer to the box, played a little bit more of a linebacker type of role there with Atlanta. So um, I like that pick, man. And I think that the veteran leadership there is something that they need on that, that back part of that defense, your linebackers. And uh, hopefully that'll bleed over into the secondary as well. But uh, I think they've done really well there with Count O'Neill. And um, he's packed on some muscle, too. He's packed on some more body armor there in preparation for linebacker duties, Mike. So I do like that. I do like the Count O'Neill signing. Guys in the chat box in the comments, what do you think about the Keanu O'Neill signing? Is he in your top five for offseason moves? Let us know in the comments what you guys think about that one there, Mike. What is your number three move my number three is the signing of Dak Prescott this is my top three move right here the signing of the the quarterback the the, the face of the franchise Dak Prescott no offseason distraction Joe um you know all hands on deck did not franchise tag him uh well I went ahead and signed him included in the deal that he can no longer be franchise tagged as a Dallas Cowboy um so uh, you know all hands on deck. This is our guy for the next, for the next four, five, six, seven years. You know, um, and uh, if, if we don't win, it's it's not solely because of him. There's other places, but we got our leader. And now all the stats, everything is set aside, and it's all about winning at this point. Super Bowl is on my mind with my top three pick of signing Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Prescott, that, that's that's a good one, too. That is in my list here as well. Uh, not at number three. Is, I do have in my list, but that, that's a good one there, Mike. Dak Prescott signed. They had to get it done. You know what I mean? You know, we, were we going to tank so bad that they had a shot at Trevor Lawrence? It, it almost looked like they were. I mean, they looked terrible, bro. But then they kind of, you know, stacked some wins together. They got out of range of those top-tier quarterbacks. So now – you, you, they had to make this move. You know what I mean? It, it's very risky business going with a rookie, drafting one. Although, um, you know, they, they could have if they wanted. But, you know, I think they made the right move there. Go with the winning formula with Zeke. 
uh, Dak Prescott, this whole, you know, uh, offense has the opportunity to be, you know, top three, if not number one. I mean, uh, we're, we're that loaded there. Uh, but, uh, of course, a lot of this will be contingent on that banged-up offensive line. So we'll see how that goes there, Mike. Uh, my number three, let me see. My number three is going to be this. Let me get this typed up here real quick, guys. My number three is the – Jump roll, please. Yeah, man. My number three is the draft day trade. Okay, and that that is for Michael Parsons. So number three is my draft day trade for Michael Parsons. We are number ten. We moved down to number twelve, and you picked up an extra pick, number eighty-four, and you icing on the cake. You get uh, Chauncey Golston. Okay. But what I what I liked about this move was, you know, I I honestly 100% believe that one of those cornerbacks was their target that got that wiped out, right? Back to back, <laughs> they got that wiped out, and um, you know, I I don't think they were going to go offensive line. You know what I mean? I I think that uh, Parsons was was the next one up. You know, I, I know they say that Parsons was their number one guy. I I don't believe that. I think that it was one of the one of the cornerbacks. Casey Horn. Yeah, J.C. Horn probably. But you get Michael Parsons, and it was a need. You know, linebacker, one guy can't stay healthy. Another one had a very, very bad down year in Jalen Smith. Um, I won't say very, very bad, but, I mean, you know, he just didn't make the, the plays that he did in 2018. You know what I mean? In uh, 2019 for that fact. So, Michael Parsons, you know, revamping this defense, you know, getting getting a linebacker here. My, uh, Matt McCarthy has always had this type of linebacker presence in the Green Bay defenses, and I think that uh, that's where he likes to build. You know, from from the, from these guys. I think in Dallas he wants a better, you know, fortified linebacker core. You know, you bring in Cal Neal, you draft Michael Parsons. So that's my my number three there. And like I said, you get Chauncey Golston, who was the Eagles' pick. So. You poke him in the eye, <laughs> we get Golston. And, you know, I, I like him as a Tyron Crawford. He'll be in the mix there, you know, give some snap relief for the Marcus Lawrence probably. So, you know, you, you have – you're slowly starting to see, you know, the Conways revamp this defense. All right. So that's my number three, guys. Let me know what you guys think about the draft day trade to get Michael Parsons from 10 to 12. Is that – in your top five off-season moves. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box, baby. Mike, let's get to number two. Who's number two on your list? Yeah, number two. It's almost like, kind of like your number three. It's drafting eight of 11 players on defense, guys. Joe just talked about it right here, revamping that defense. That's what we needed. We got it. We had to get Tyrone Crawford out of here. Obviously, he retired. Uh, we, we couldn't be signing guys like Alden Smith or – or, you know, Robert Quinn, you know, you, you got to draft defensive line. The Cowboys drafted defensive line. Cowboys drafted linebacker. Uh, they took care of the offensive line piece, too. They drafted guys that Joe and I said they were going to go out and go draft. Uh, they, they double-dipped in corner. They double-dipped in linebacker. Um, eight out of the 11 players is defense. And this is what the – now, all eight can fail. But at least I'm seeing that they tried, right? At least I'm seeing that they're, they made an attempt to go draft defensive players. They seen the need, they seen the depth, and they went and tried to go take care of that with the best player available on their board. Eight out of 11 on defense, Joe. 
I like that. That's my number two. They're trying to take care of errors, holes, misleading mistakes from for decades. Yeah, no, you, you hit around the head. Eight of 11. Just to think about that number. There are just two offensive players, and that was at the back half, right? We're talking day three, <laughs> Fajoko and uh, Farniak, right? So And ball, three. Yeah, ball. So, yeah, eight, eight of 11 there. My math, not too good. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we roll here. You know how we do it. But – Defense, bro. Defense. We everybody wanted defense. A lot of the mock drafts, heavy defense, and uh, you know that's what they did. You know what I mean? Um, they really hadn't done this in a long time. You know, so I think they're throwing a lot of bodies, but you know they did their research on these guys. Parsons has the potential to be, you know, one of these high end type of players, and and, and, you, and um, I think you know from what you're seeing so far. And camp, and so the reports that are coming out of out of uh, you know Frisco, you're hearing all the good news. You're hearing all the good things that you want to hear from your first round pick, right? Uh, competition at the uh, secondary, Mike. I think this draft did did you know pretty well there. You know, you get Kelvin Joseph, you get Nashawn Wright, and uh, linebacker. You 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 add more bodies there with Jabril Cox. Uh, you know, who some some people think is a steal. I I, I think he's a steal too. I mean, he was a tackling machine. At, you know, um, North Dakota, right? and the LSU. So, you know, I, there's too much. There's too much said about about his run uh, tackling and, and this sorts of thing. Yeah, that that those sorts of things can be uh, fixed up. That's what camp is for. Training camp, you know, and getting coached up by Dan Quinn definitely helps. You know what I mean? Dan Quinn has coached some some pretty good linebackers. So if you're a linebacker for the Cowboys and Dan Quinn comes in here for your your core name position, you have to be happy with that. So great number two there from from Mike. I love it. Drafting eight of eleven on defense, guys. That that's incredible. That 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 is a number to uh, to really think about there. Mike, my number two is the the hiring of Dan Quinn. So I, what I like about this move here is you had to get rid of Mike Nolan. There was no way in hell that you could bring him back after that catastrophe i mean it was a catastrophic meltdown on defense it, it was just like these guys would the snap the ball would be snapped and they would just let people do whatever the hell they wanted to do it was it was terrible it was terrible you saw the worst in all of our players most of them you know what i mean uh you did see some effort there and some of the younger guys i think trayvon diggs was one of the outliers. I, I thought he did a really good job as a rookie throwing him into the Lions then. But Dan Quinn hiring Mike, I think he's high on my list because, you know, the defense was really the, the biggest part of, of the Cowboys, you know, last season. And, and it's kind of been not – I mean, they've been okay, you know, with, with Marinelli that had up and down seasons. And then, you know, they're not getting sacks, right? They're not getting sacks. So hopefully here with Dan Quinn – and this new program and new influx of talent, I think you can uh, you can expect better things from the defense. You you can only go up from from thirty two or thirty. Well, what were we last place? Thirty second. Thirty second. You can only move up, right? And I don't see us repeating that. So I like that there, Mike. What do you think about the Dan Quinn hiring there? Yeah, I'll talk about it here in a minute, Joe. When you talk about big country and Ruben. Junior on the Super Chat show. Super Chat action in the house. Yes, indeed. Uh, big Country. 
We need a veteran quarterback, someone who knows when to win and when to lose. Then those empty wins at the end of the year screwed us out of pits. Yeah, yeah, we do need a veteran quarterback, but they do like what they have been seeing out of Garrett Gilbert, you know what I mean? And uh, they brought in a couple of bodies for trials that didn't really work out. So it'll be interesting to see if they do, in fact, bring in another veteran quarterback. What do you think about that, Mike? You think uh, they may add a veteran quarterback, or are they going to go with Gilbert? I think I think they're going to go with Gilbert. And and if you go back and you look at that Pittsburgh game, it's funny you talk about Pitts because Gilbert played against Pittsburgh, all right? And you, you go back and you go look at that game. He had some command in that huddle, Joe. Um, and, I mean, you, I mean I'm, I'm not going to compare him to Ben Danucci because it's not comparable. But the command he had in that huddle, the the little rapport that he did have with Amari Cooper, I mean, you go turn on that game and see what Gabriel Gilbert did. He had a hell of a game. Um, yeah. and that's just something that you can't coach. So uh, I like what Mike McCarthy's doing here, developing Gilbert. Don't let this guy walk out of here after you developed him. Let's keep him on here. Let's keep on developing. Backup Dak Prescott. I like the Gilbert being a backup. Number Q, QB two, Joe. Yeah, I, I do too, to be honest as well. I, I like him as a number two. I think he's got a good arm. You know, he can string that ball. I think uh, pretty accurate and very smart with the ball as well. So, um, yeah, I like I like what you're saying. You know, command of the, the huddle, command of uh, the playbook, and this sort of thing. You know, he didn't screw around with it and didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I mean, he held his own with the pressure, too. You know what I mean? Like, they were all over him, and he was still making some plays here and there. And, um, you know, that, that was a good game for him. So, I think that earned him a lot of uh, capital, you know, as we get into training camp. Thank you for the super chat. Big country in the house. Ruben Leo Jr. Hit that like button. There's some good puro pinche cowboys for life. Yes, sir. <laughs> there we go. There we go, Ruben. Yes, sir. Appreciate you very much. That's just what it's all about. Yeah, pound that like button, everybody. Appreciate everybody that's joined us live. And if you're watching this on the replay, hit that like button as well. Thank you, Ruben. Appreciate you, bro. Dan Quinn, number two there. Yeah, what you got there, Mike? Absolutely. So my number one is the hiring of Dan Quinn, Joe. All uh, right. That's your number one. Okay. This is my number one. I mean, you 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 see players light up during these offseason interviews, uh the mini camps, um, you know, the OTAs interviews. You see players light up when they talk about Dan Quinn, how hand how hands-on he is, how approachable he is. He's a player's coach. Um, he's in the middle of it. He's not going to shy away and just bark orders. He's going to show you how it's done play by play. Uh, he pays attention to everybody. He's not tunnel visioned. Guys, this this right here, yes, you know, people talk about his head coaching career in, in Atlanta, but I'm telling you, he, he, there, there's head coaches that are just made to be coordinators. And Dan Quinn, he said it in his first interview with the Dallas Cowboy media, he's supposed to be a defensive coordinator. You can see it through the players. You can see it through – uh, just how the players talk about Dan Quinn, guys. It's it's different. I'm not saying he's going to be our next head coach. I'm telling you, this guy's going to be the difference maker from Mike Nolan, from Rod Marinelli. You're going to see some swagger on this defense side of the ball that we haven't seen in a long, long time, Joe. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a breath of fresh air. We got a Super Bowl winning defense coordinator. We got a Super Bowl winning head coach. The pieces are coming together. We don't have former Cowboy players coaching this team up. You can. There's going to be a big difference. There's going to be a big culture change of Big D, and it started with Mike McCarthy, followed through by the hiring of Dan Quinn, Joe. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely love the Dan Quinn hiring. I think that's why he's in our top two, right? I had him at two, you have him at one, um, and it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? You had to have a guy in here that they could fix it, right? And I think the pressure is on. You know, we talked about this, you know, way early on in the offseason as far as who has more pressure, Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn. And um, it's Kellen Moore. Yeah, you, you say Kellen Moore. For me, I, I, I say Dan Quinn because it's like all eyes are on the defense. Like, okay, we hired this guy. <laughs> you, had, you said it, Mike. He's got all the skins on the wall, championship defense coordinator and all this other stuff. So for me, it's still Dan Quinn. I think the pressure's there to uh, that game one. <laughs> Let's revisit that topic real quick because you're saying the pressure's on. The pressure's on for Kellen Moore, and here's why. We literally just talked – like, if you look right here about my top five moves, it was Dan Quinn drafting 8-11 on defense, Dak Prescott, Keanu Neal, and C.J. Goodwin, all right? C.J. Wood is a quarterback. So four out of my five was all defense. So they're going to take care of that. So I can – if I'm talking about defense a lot, that means something went wrong, so I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket and just say Dan Quinn has to go do this, right? I'm saying Kellen Moore. Let's retalk. Let's talk, retalk about this. I'm saying Kellen Moore because you got your quarterback sign who's been with this team for five years. You got a Amari Cooper who you traded a first round pick for, right? You got CeeDee Lamb who you drafted in the first round. You got a steal in Michael Gallup. You got the offensive line, right? Kellen Moore has all these weapons. Dan Quinn has to be working with rookies, working with older vets, right? Guys that he'd known from Atlanta, two of them that he knows from Atlanta, right? Kellen Moore. He's seasoned with these guys. This offense, I think Jeff Cavanaugh said it when CeeDee Lamb was drafted, Joe. It was 40-burger, 40-burger, 40-burger. I really believe that 40-burger chant is now in full effect, coming from me, from Kellen Moore. The the, the screens, the calls that he called um, was just horrific. Game-changing, killing, horrific calls for Kellen Moore. You You didn't like those play calls? Absolutely, <laughs> and and it's happened two years in a row with crap play calls for Kellen Moore. The pressure <laughs> is on Kellen Moore. Pressure makes diamonds. Coal can crumble to dust. Let's see what Kellen Moore does. Let's see what he does. You know, I, you know, I, statistically they were they were like top. I don't know what it was, top five or some crap like that. Like I think that the offense was still good, but I mean, even with Dak out and this and sorts of thing, but I, I still. I think the offense will be fine. I think it will be 40 burger. That's what I'm saying. If if you give him, you know, some of his if you let him handpick Keanu Neal, Kazee, some of these other guys, you give him a bunch of the draft picks to cultivate, you know, um, hopefully this will be better. I mean, it should be, right? I think a lot of us are expecting the defense to be top 15 you know, at least. Top 15, at least. right? At least. And, and, is that good enough with the offense? I think it is. You know what I mean? But I don't want to stop at 15. I, you, you hear right. some people say, oh, all you got to be is mid-15 and we're good. No, I want to destroy people, choke the crap out of them like Kelvin Joseph. <laughs> you remember that rumor? Kelvin Joseph. So, yeah, man, I, I, I just want to smother people to death and be – I hate to do this, but I want to. I want the defense to do what we did in the night. I just want to, you know, knock people in the face, man, and go into every game with the swagger. Like, okay, we're gonna beat the crap out of this guys. 
We're going to be on the road and we're going to beat the crap out of you. We're going to clinch the division. We're going to clinch this. You're going to have to come to our stadium and take an ass whooping. And then we're going to crush you in the Super Bowl. That's the kind of team that I want. <laughs> I don't want I don't want a team where I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you're absolutely right because it, even under Jason Garrett, even under Tony Romo's era, it was offense was good. Defense was crap. Yeah, yeah. Good offense was crap. We never never had a consistent on both sides of the ball. Right. And uh, and if we have, it's been a long, long time. Very long time. Very long time. If we can get some consistency on both sides of the ball, we can can hoist a Lombardi trophy. Easy. But it starts with that offense to put up points. It starts with that defense giving the offense back to put up even more points, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Great discussion, Mike. Great discussion and great look back as far as who has the more pressure, guys. Is it Dan Quinn? Is it Kellen Moore? Guys, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box. Who has more pressure there? Uh, Mike, we kind of hit on this earlier, but my number one is the Dak Prescott extension. This was the franchise move of the offseason for me because if you let him walk out the door, if you were to franchise tag him again, you know, you would really put yourself behind the eight ball. So what I like about the Dak Prescott extension is, you know, you you say yes to continuity, right? You're talking about continuity with the offense, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, like I said, like we, we talked about. Now it's, it's all about how will the ankle look? Guys, let us know what you guys think in the chat box about Dak Prescott's recovery I, I think he's way ahead of schedule you know you see the workout videos you see him planting with the ankle everything looks good to me so uh you know they're being very deliberate with him in the mini camp making sure he's not taking any hits there i expect that to be the same as we get into training camp you know what i mean i, I think he will do more snaps and this sort of thing but uh you probably won't see him running around too much you know with uh with the ball but uh, uh number one Offseason move for me, Dak Prescott extension. You sign him up long term, and I think it's a, a good deal for the Cowboys for Dak Prescott. You're already looking at the numbers going up for Lamar Jackson. These other quarterbacks that their numbers are coming up by <laughs> in another season or two. This Dak Prescott deal is going to be uh, you're going to see the savings. You know what I mean? And then you'll be able to really spend some more money in other areas, which will probably be some of the guys that the Cowboys are drafting right now, you know, in recent history. So you, th- you think about C.D. Lamb, right? We talked about him and uh, Gallup and these guys. C.D. Lamb, for me, is going to be your your cornerstone number 88. The, the 88s here in Dallas, for the most part, they stick around for second, you know, contracts. They, they finish the career here for the, for the most part, right? Uh, Antonio Bryant is probably the outlier, you know, Parcells didn't like him. They shipped him out of here. But, you you know, you think about Irvin, Des Bryant, baby. I love Des forever. And then now you have a C.D. Lamb in here. So I don't know loving Des forever. I do. And I, I will forever, bro. I will forever, bro. I love Des Bryant. Debate that all day long if you want. You'll lose. <laughs> You'll lose. <laughs> Guys. What do you think about our top five here today? Shout out to everybody in the chat box, man. Uh, Marvel and Group, appreciate you, bro. See you stopping on by here. We, we do appreciate you, bro. See you on Twitter all the time. Uh, William Mike, 
Uh, yeah, finally a change of even Quinn's defense draft. Our DC, the defense is on the back. Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good there. Gerald Beasley, good to see you in the chat box, guys. Mike, that's what Mac could do. Keep an eye on Kellen Moore. Play calling. Yeah, that, that's a good point because I, I kind of said that on Twitter, right? Like, okay, that's your plan already. If Kellen Moore gets another offer somewhere else, and I, I low-key think McCarthy was hoping that, that, uh, <laughs> that Kellen would have got that job. But then you 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 have the rumor that uh, you know Jerry Jones was whispering stuff to him like, "Hey, stay here. <laughs> I'm gonna hook you up, sucker." So who knows, man? <laughs> who knows if there's a little under the table manipulation as Jerry Jones likes to do? You know, you kind of saw that with uh, Phillips and Garrett. Hopefully, that's not the deal here. But uh, yeah, man, good to see everybody here in the chat box. Like I said, uh, we will be doing this every other week here in June, Mike. What's your thoughts on everybody getting ready for training camp, man? What's your feeling, bro? Feeling is they they, they got to build a foundation. This is Mike McCarthy's first legit offseason with the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys will be back to some normalcy there in Oxnard, California. Um, my expectation is through the roof here. Um a longer yeah. season, the first offseason for Mike McCarthy, a first legit one. Uh, no postponed training camp. Um, he got four preseason games. Every other team besides Pittsburgh is going to have three. So we still we got some. I mean, we get, we're going to have the, the practice with the Rams. So technically five preseason games to get a good look at a lot of a lot of these players on the Cowboys. So really good things coming up here for the Cowboys. Expectations for me is through the roof with Mike McCarthy, through the roof with Dan Quinn, through the roof with Kellen Moore and Bones Fossil here. Uh, we need everybody working. Uh, I need leaders. I need Sean Lee's gone. You know, we we know Dak Prescott's the leader on offense. Yeah. Who's going to be that leader on defense? That's another thing. Um, so, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence to me is not a leader. He's just a football player, a very talented one. Who DeMarcus will it be, Mike? Who who in your estimation will be the leader on defense? Let's talk about that. Yeah, I I, I don't know, Joe. I I honestly don't know. I. Because it, you know, if Keanu Neal is going to be that leader, he's you know this is his first. He only he's on a, only on a one year deal with players. Listen to him, being on a one year deal. Um, you know, being uh, it, it, will it be Trayvon Diggs? I'm hoping it could be somebody like Trayvon Diggs that can have some swagger to them. Um, yeah. You know, that I, my, if I was a if I was on the Cowboys and I had a vote for a captain on defense, my vote would go towards Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, man, I, I think. Uh... Yeah, I agree, man. I think Demarcus Lawrence is is just you know kind of one of those vet type of players. I don't see him as a, as a you know a leader. Now I do I do have the feeling that the locker room does like him a lot. I, I don't know. To me, he's maybe kind of like a Tyron Crawford, you know, a locker room guy that they love him um, and this sort of thing. But as far as you know, you think about leadership type of players on the field, right? I think Trayvon Davis definitely has that uh, that in him to do that you know what i mean i think he he uh just what he went through his rookie season i think is going to uh, you know bode well for him i think it's going to bode well for him because he threw him to the wolves the lion den yeah you know this sort of thing so i mean this guy is battle hardened already you know what i mean so uh he held up and he he got interceptions three of them had a couple of them drop he could have had a lot more he could have had a lot more interceptions so yeah man could it be Trayvon Diggs? Will it be Keanu Neal? Soup trap thinks it'll be Keanu Neal. 
I could see that. I could definitely see him being one of the leaders there, especially being there as a as a Dan Quinn guy. The Reaper. I wanted to be personally. Yeah, that that's that's facts right there, right? Like we do want that, right? We I mean if you can it, ideally if you can have your linebacker to be that guy, you're talking about a Ray Lewis type of guy, a uh, Keekly type of lead, like these sorts of it's an impact. It's an impact player, man. Impact, impact player, player, bro. Impact, impact. And with the green dot. You know how how soon will Mike Parsons get the green dot? You know what I mean. So, will it be right out the gate? I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, man. If if he comes out there with the green dot, just pass that torch, man. Let's get it going. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 and, and the reason why I talk about the leadership standpoint is because when we had Michael Bennett in here from the from the Patriots. He was our instant leader, and that's embarrassing. We, we were midway through a season with no leader on that defense, and Michael Bennett had to come and scream his poor little heart out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, it, it's just a shame that this defense doesn't have a leader. And in football, you need somebody to look to to turn to that, that is going to guide you in the right direction. And uh, right now, it's an empty space for me. Yeah, you definitely got to have that field general. That's why we had General Lee. Had That's where he got the, the nickname, right? The, the general. <laughs> you know what I mean? So who will be that next guy? You know what I mean? So I, I like some of those candidates. I, I love the idea of Trayvon Diggs being one of those guys. And I think he will, at least for the secondary. Um, but Michael Parsons, you, you do want him to be that guy. And I think eventually he will be. You know what I mean? I, I think uh, with everything that they drafted here, you're turning the page on some of these Garrett guys that are, that are here on on the contract, but you know if, Parsons, Gallimore losing at chess, he won't be a locker room leader. He has to start winning at chess. <laughs> yeah, the the chess piece, right? He could be the chess piece <laughs> that, uh, that the Cowboys need, man. You know what I mean? That that could be it there. Checkmate. Let's get it. Let's get it, guys. But uh, Mike. I think that's a, that's a wrap for this one, guys. Do appreciate everybody that watched us here live. Appreciate everybody who donated with the Super Chats. Uh, like I said, we will be on a every other week uh, schedule for the remainder of the Dead Zone, which is the rest of June. And as we get you know towards training camp, which will be, uh, I think it's, what, July 26th, somewhere like that, 24, 26th. So uh, that's where we're at, guys. But we do appreciate everybody here that has checked us out here live. All of you loyal watchers, we do appreciate you. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy Joe has my Twitter right there, underscore Cowboys Corner. If you follow me right there, you can see the conversation I had with former Cowboys James Hanna. <laughs> Did have a conversation with James Hanna on Twitter just now. Um, and then uh, uh, Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, guys, now. Remember what I said to start the show? Skywalker Steel, Joe Rod, those should be your main sources for Cowboy content, Cowboy news, because the other people like to clickbait you or just paste, copy and paste videos. <laughs> yeah, guys, we do appreciate you, and we will catch you for the next episode of the Frisco Report. Pound that like button, subscribe, and hit that bell notification to get all notifications when we go live, and we'll see you for the next episode, guys. Peace.